serious business business Guinness. You have a podcast to do. I think I know what this week's outtake is going to be. Bad for the motherfucker. Oh, fuck you, recording. Yeah, you already know. God damn it. I should know better. This isn't our first rodeo. (laughs) Episode six. Oh, can that not be the trailer, please? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Summer 16 Podcast, a podcast between two friends who met well in the summer of 2016. My name is Tunde, or Taught underscore seven, and I'm here with my dog, John Bowie, or uh, John Bowie on Instagram as well. Every Wednesday, we'll have new episodes where we somehow figure out how to combine our different views, our experiences, and our beliefs to talk about anything and always leave having learned something new. On today's episode, we have a few things to catch up on, um, like our TV shows that we watched last night or today, a series of current events, uh, Running Wild Black, uh, Dr. Fauci blocked from testifying at Congress, and also we kind of listened to Drake's album, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Also, today we're going to introduce a new segment, uh, which we will periodically drop from episode to episode, um, our Die Line episode. And if you've seen the Dave Chappelle um, show, or uh, then you know the Die Line skit with making a band, and he listed his top five. And so we will have different lists about different topics. So today we're dropping that segment as well. Next, we'll have our Waxing Hypotheticals segment. And last, uh, as always, we'll leave you with our ABM recommendations for the week. So uh, with that said, what's up with you, dog? All right, Tune Day. Uh, Week four, dog. Week four of our Half Marathon Monday. Uh, Yeah. I got to be honest. I took it easy this week, man. I was just kind of cruising. I was kind of worried. I, I did start using Strava. Uh-huh. So with my old phone, I was running the Nike app and Strava simultaneously. So I was really worried about the battery life. Uh, so I, I barely made it. I actually brought a battery pack with me in my camo back just so my phone oh, wow. didn't die. Well, last week my phone died on the middle of the run. So Listen, if it don't count, bro, I'd I be hurting. What you need... Actually, I think I'm going to end up giving to you. I have an extra. I have an extra watch, um, a smartwatch. It's a, it's a, it's a. Um, hold on. I'm gonna sh- I'm show it to you really quickly. It is a I'll Fitbit. Come through with the come through with the Apple Watch, dog. What's up? Nah, I saw that one. It's a Fitbit Versa. I don't know if you can see it. It's just oh, a damn. Apple Watch. It looks so, just like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my, my mom actually gave it to me uh, last last year for Christmas because she knows that, you know, I work out a lot. I didn't have the heart to tell her that I already had a watch. 
Facts. So I just took it. So next time I see you, it's yours, dog. Because yeah. having having a watch is it's it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So you you've recently switched your watch game, right? Because you were yeah. you were Apple Watch gang for a minute. Yeah, for like three three and a half years, and now I'm I'm all about the I'm all about the um the Garmin. I have a Garmin Forerunner. Really? So. What what's the, what's the benefit now? Like it it doesn't do the text messages. And you oh, yeah, can't send a, I mean, you can, you can I, send emojis I, I, from the Garmin. No, I, I can see text and all that. I just can't, you know, reply directly from my my watch. Which on my Apple Watch, I wasn't really typing like messages on my watch anyway. Sure. So, um, I think that the Apple Watch, if you if you like do all type of workouts, like you lift, you bike, you run, um, you play basketball, it's 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 good at a lot of things, but not great at any one thing. Mm. versus versus uh garments which are fantastic for running and fantastic for biking is so, it just really good in terms of like the gps and really accurately tracking everything yep and then so like the apple watch is like a touch screen mm-hmm. and so like i would have to let's say i wanted to pause my run at a at, i'm at a light i would have to like mm-hmm. sc- I have to unlock it scroll hit the, the pause button and then whatever yeah. There's buttons on this that can just I know exactly where the pause button is, stop button is on my watch, and I don't have to look at it. So nice. That that's cool. But that's a that's a cool watch band you got too. You bought that separate? Oh yeah, separate, yeah. I like, you know, uh, me running, I like anything that's brightly colored. So Facts. But yeah, today today was week four. Um I think I gotta get new shoes, dog. I so so I did a test the last two weeks, right? You remember I wanna say it was episode four. I was talking about, you know, my leg going numb or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so so I ran with I have two different pairs of Brooks. Uh these are actually the ones I ran my marathon in, so I'm kind of surprised. Uh, but I have two different pairs. So I ran with my red pair and then I ran with my blue pair last week. I was pretty good. And I switched back to the other ones. And even today, like my it's, leg was like It depends on how many miles do you you have on them? Detract your mileage? I do with the Nike app, and I feel like I was somewhere in like the 150 range. Oh yeah, those are still pretty new. Yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm not even I'm not sure if it's you know maybe they're just not as well suited for the longer runs. It could be my form too. I, you know, you know I'm really just getting back into this month more recently. Uh, but it's it's weird, you know what I'm saying? Because those are the same runs I ran the marathon in. And you know everything hurt for the marathon, so I can't even tell you, yeah, you know, what 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 it was. But um, you know I've been I've been kind of seriously trying to tracking it, and I, it's probably good to have a couple of new pair of shoes just to cycle through. Oh yeah, for I'm sure. Putting up, I'm putting up at least twenty five miles a week at this point. So yeah, I just got some New Balances. So I'm, I'm on top of our um, half marathon Mondays. I'm actually doing this ten day challenge. That's ungodly. Yeah, well, I'm doing ten miles a day for ten days, and I'm today was day four, so I have Jesus. ten I have ten miles the rest of the week until Sunday. What's um, the What's the point of running a hundred miles in ten days? Like, why? Why to say, to say you did it? To say to who? Who's listening? I, I, it's for myself. Oh, it's like okay. the satisfaction of saying gonna, I did it. You gonna look yourself in the mirror and be like, I did it? Yeah, I am. Miles. It, it makes actually it actually makes me feel good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. Like, you better than me, because shit, I would look at myself like, why? 
<laughs> what have I done to myself? But we well, you know one thing that I'm, that I'm doing now is I each day since I'm doing these long runs, I'm asking my friends like, "Oh, would you like me to come by and say hi?" Facts. And, like so, I was like, like one of my friends, Nita, she lives um like about six and a half miles from me. So I was like, I'm just gonna run to your house and say hi. Yeah. And, like from the window. So I wrote, I ran out to the house, said hi at the window, and just ran back, ran back home, and that was my half marathon. Damn, so, that's clutch. Yeah, so it's good. It's good to see need, community faces. Yeah. Even maybe though I need to find now. friends. Yeah, I need to find friends too, man. Maybe if, if anyone's out there, man, <laughs> want me to run past your crib, man? Be my friend, G. <laughs> Is that the saddest thing I've said on the podcast? If if anyone out there, please uh, be my friend. I'll be my friend. I'll run past your house. <laughs> Ignore the tears. Ignore the tears. It's okay. <laughs> Oh man. Nah, it's not. It's not to New Um I'm 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 interested in a something that's good for the halves. You know, I think I got a lot of uh, shoes that I can do for the you know, less than six yeah. runs, but you know, for something more long distance, you know, that padding makes a difference. Those, those new balances, like I'm, I started day one with the 10 day challenge. I'm going to run in every day in those shoes just to see how they hold up. But so far, like so good. Like, and you know, I'm a Nike guy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. new balances, they are right. I can't even, I can't even front. Isn't that a risk though? You know, just breaking them in with a 10 miler, like you don't usually work your way into your shoes. Usually, usually, but you don't even give a fuck no more. You just out here really acting <laughs> up. Right? You just said, fuck it, I'm unstoppable. Why not? You and know? you just got some shit for recovery, right? You just bought a, what did you, uh, the... I got a massage gun? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that should be here Thursday. That's going to be a game changer. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm so excited about that. I'm still over here on foam roller and shit. Sorry, oh, I I'm on foam roller for the next couple of days. Foam rollers love though. We got the we got the same joint, right? The little ridged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so, so I know last night. I don't think you watched last night. I don't think you watched the last dance. I watched it like literally. I finished episode uh six, uh-huh. like an hour before we got on. Yeah, so I watched it today. I watched it today um, too. What, what were your overall thoughts? Fire! I feel like every episode just keeps getting better. Yeah, I think I liked I think I liked episode five better than episode six, just because the dream team is crazy, and I didn't know about the story with Tony Kukoc, how they just dogged him so storyline. And I, as I was watching episode six, that you were just gonna have all the jokes today. Because it did focus on his gambling, quote unquote, listen, listen, addiction. Yo. So listen. get your get your get your slander out now. Just I'm ready for it. Uh, I don't have slander. I just I just think it's interesting that he has this competitive drive. He just he just wants to win at everything, and then all of a sudden he's like at his peak of of like his career, and and his and his like I'm unstoppable three in a row. Why not just try to win four? And he's like, you know what? I think now's the time to just stop. I mean, the NBA said that, you know, there's nothing wrong with me gambling, but, you know, I'm just going to stop now. I, I, I didn't buy that. I mean, 
Um, so, you, so you're talking about how after that '93 championship, he retired. Uh, he went to play baseball. baseball. Yeah. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Okay. I, I mean, he's, I just he's want... still competing. He's still competing. He's playing another professional sport. Like he was tired of the media. The media was at him un- that's what re- relentlessly. They were that, at him relentlessly. Okay. That's 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 what it was. I mean, so that's, you think his gambling? You think his gambling is what made him retire? I, I think circumstances around his gambling like kind of forced him to retire. Bro, but, you just be coming up with stuff, huh? You be sitting over there just coming up with stuff. Why you? Why? Why? Who hurt you, Tunde? And and listen, I I said all this before. Like I said all this before the documentary. So it's not. This isn't something I just. Oh, I I saw this episode and said, let me come up with this off off the fly. I've oh, always know? thought. I've always thought this, but hey, um, it's never been proven. So whatever. So artic- So articulate your thoughts. Like, what exactly is it you think is going on here? Um. I believe that he owed a lot of people money, and I think the NBA said, um, based on based on your your gambling and uh, the circumstances around it, like he had to testify to, like to a federal like 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 jury in a federal trial mm-hmm. about him owing this 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 guy like all this the money. The golf shark, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 slim whatever, yeah. That's that's not a good look for like the the NBA's like highest most recognizable recognizable face mm-hmm. to to be to be testifying about things like that. And then he said he never gambled on, on basketball, and I, I do believe that he never did. I don't think he ever gambled like on like okay. Okay. On, on the books. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't I don't think that. But okay, I just think that the NBA was gonna come down on him, like mm. if if shit would have like continued. And then I think he just said, you know what? Rather than you can't, you're not gonna tell me how to live my life. Yeah, I'm just gonna fucking retire. Hmm. I think I think it went down like that, but mm-hmm. um, just to let shit kind of blow over and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I don't think I don't think he's like a Pete Rose or anything like that. Nah, 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 nah. But we we know that the, the funny thing to me. Um, I was watching the the I think it was episode six when they won. In ninety, we won ninety three, and just how good Charles Barkley was. Not that whole Phoenix Suns team. They were like, they I, were ballers, I, G. They I fucked that squad, yo. Kevin yeah. Johnson, yo, he yes. was one of my favorite players for a long time. Yes. Um, Danny Ainge, Dan Marley. You said what? Where do you stand? Where do you stand? Because you know Charles. I think Charles, as one of the greats, is kind of overlooked, especially like now with this whole persona, like being like the silly guy and you know, yeah. with Shaq. Charles was about that action. Listen, and, and like, and you hear like all the talk with like, oh, Draymond Green is like, I was better than Charles Barkley, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that that's absolute garbage. Like, where do you stand on that? Listen, if I, if there's few matchups. I don't like the whole cross era comparison thing. Yeah, we know. Like, oh, you know, I think that like, Jordan would have did this to, to to LeBron. Whatever, I don't care Even about that. We're definitely about to do that later in the episode. I, but it's okay. I, 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 I don't really like that, like those type of matchups, because whatever. But the whole Ch- Charles Barkley and Draymond Green thing, I don't, I don't like Draymond Green. First of all, I didn't put that out there. Why not? Um, I think that 
a lot of his, his success is has been um, circumstances like what team he was drafted to. Like, mm-hmm. if he, he put him on any other team, like, I don't think he has those accolades. And look, look at look at this year. Look at this year. Um, okay. Steph played, what, like five games? Yeah, I mean, barely like, anything, yeah. Play, play didn't play. This is J-Mon's time. This is his time. Get buckets. Not even get buckets. Like, lead your team. Like, you, you're the man, right? Lead your I mean, team. D-Lo was the dude, man. It was D-Lo's team. Okay, sure, sure. But anyways, you saw you saw what that we saw what happened when like you know he was a team leader. Yeah, for real. And for him to say he's he's better that like he's better or affects. I think his, his I listened to his podcast episode on all the smoke. He said that I affect the game more in more ways than than, than Charles did. No, the fuck you did it. No, Charles was the MVP. Uh, like yeah. in, a, in a season where Jordan was in his prime. Yeah. Like Charles Barkley was that was was that dude. He was an animal. And, yeah. And if they would have played, I think I truly believe they would have played in like in at the same time. Like Charles and uh, Charles and Draymond? Yeah. Draymond okay. would have been fooled, yo. Oh yeah. He's 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 lunchables, G. Like he's ate up, bro. He's ate up. Like like I'm under the belief that, you know, as time goes on, generation to generation, players do acquire more skill and they get faster, they get stronger. Cause like you like yeah, like players back then, they 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 um they was gambling in between games yeah. and they was drinking they, and smoking and chicken beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, like they, all they do is lift weights. Like players now, they train twenty four seven. They've been yeah. doing like doing these same drills and training since they were like f- probably five years old. So players are getting better, but there's no way I don't care any era. You put Draymond Green versus versus Charles Barkley. Draymond wins ten times. It's, out. it's food. Yeah, it's. Wait, you said Charles Barkley wins. I'm sorry. Yeah, Charles Barkley, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's that's a quick meal, G. It's easy. It's too easy. Like Draymond, huh? I would never forget what on Twitter when somebody said Draymond Green shoots like he has a backpack on. And I was like oh, <laughs> he does. I would never forget that. Oh man. Do you think you could give Draymond buckets? No. I'm I'm not listen, I'm not that naive. Like dudes um, in the NBA are like in the I, NBA I are, like are good. I feel like I could hit him with a nasty step back. I mean, do you think I could score on him? Of, of course, I think I could score on him. But do I think I, I could beat him one on one? Probably not. Like dudes in the NBA, are like, are are a different breed. Do you think you could beat me one on one? Yeah, yeah. No, you can't. It's, yeah, no, you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, pretty I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive I can. You but tried for it today. I know. Like, I wish I had video evidence so I could show it to the people. Because you just have the shortest memory. The shortest I'm, memory, bro. I know. It was in the backyard, and I was out there about to yam on you, son. You right. The fact that you say yam on me, that's <laughs> let the audience know <laughs> what, what type of time you're on. <laughs> uh, it was easy. It was easy buckets, G. I'm, I'm too fundamental. I'm basically Absolutely. like the Tim Duncan of point guards. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That works. Get buckets. That works. You gonna you gonna admit it one day, bro. It's fine. But you know what though? I wish I wish that maybe they will talk about this in the upcoming episodes. I wanted them to talk about like in ninety was that ninety four when Jordan first came back. No, ninety five. when he came back. Yeah. And and then he um he came back for like like not didn't play the whole season and then mm-hmm. they lost to um. They lost to 
the Magic in the playoffs. I think they uh, said something like, "That's not the twenty-three out there." And he's in the next season, he switched his jersey number back to like forty-five. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, because yeah, yeah. that, because that, I told, I think I mentioned this on the podcast. Like the growing up, the Magic were my favorite team, and that's because I like my favorite player of all time is Penny. Penny Hardaway. So, yeah. It would be great to see him on you know on the dock, like. I mean, don't give him a bunch of time like you did Kobe. Yeah. yeah. Kobe's amazing, but. Oh, speaking of Kobe, G, we have to talk. Did did you almost shed, like, that one Denzel from Glory tier? Yeah. When they had the Kobe cameo in there? And then they were talking about, like, they were talking about how, like, you know, everybody, all his fans want to be like, oh, yeah, Kobe would bust Mike one-on-one, woo-woo-woo. And Kobe was like, man, like, Kobe wouldn't have five championships without Mike type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just the respect. Like, Kobe's a different animal. He's a different animal. And you know what's crazy? He, like, he, Jordan is, I think, is probably the only one he shows that type of reverence for. Only one. I mean, he, he respects other players for sure. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. Like, if you ask, if you ask him, probably, like, if he were here today, if you ask him, like, oh, you know, what do you think about, uh, Kevin Durant or some shit. Yeah, yeah, he'd be like, I mean, he's a good player, but yeah, he's talented. I'm, I'm, I'm me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But look at me. Well, I mean, like, I, and so, and this is the thing too. I think Kobe just generally had that awareness and that respect. So, like, on the documentary, he's like, "Yo, listen, like, respect twenty three, like, period, like, in the conversation." But I think if you caught him in a room, like, he's like, "Yo, Mike's getting buckets," like. He's oh, too yeah. old. He's too old. Like I'm, I'm, I'm putting the work on him. But you know, for the sake of the documentary, and I think just genuinely how he felt, like it was really cool to see him in there in that capacity. You know, what was he? 19 years old in that All Star game, and just to hear like all oh, the yeah. Eastern Conference players talking shit, like, oh yeah, that little Laker kid, man, he just tried to make everything a one on one game, blah blah blah. <laughs> like, man, that was that was incredible to see, right? Like, just like the generational like shift and, and it was wild it was also wild seeing like you know that generational shift from, from jordan to kobe but then yeah. seeing like who his coach was in that game was larry bird like yeah the, like, the one he had to be and then yeah. and magic came into the room too i'm like wow like he yeah. had like three generations yeah like that legacy was just incredible and to think that that was just you know no one knew maybe at the time that you know Stuff would shake out like it did, but I thought that was just yeah, so was, fitting was, and so timely. Uh, yeah, did you? They did have another Isaiah Thomas snafu because uh, have you heard how on Twitter every time Isaiah Thomas is mentioned, the uh, the IT that's playing in the league today keeps getting oh, like hate, yeah. hate, hate tweets. Everybody <laughs> hating on him like yeah, he's like I'm not the one who tried to hurt Jordan. I'm not the one, guys. Like. I, I was, but you know he's named after him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because his, his dad was like um, a Lakers fan, mm-hmm. and then his dad lost a bet, and then for the for like the the bet he had to pay was name his son after Isaiah. I did not know that. I did not know he lost the bet. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have honored that bet. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, that's that's rough. I mean, but Isaiah Thomas is you know easily top five point guard of all time. Oh like, yeah. Without, a doubt, yeah, without yeah. a doubt, top five point guard. I don't think there's any argument there. You can get you can get a little more pushback when we say that's like me top. losing a bet to you 
and you say you got to name your son Draymond. I'm like, uh, uh nah, I don't you think honor so. It? You wouldn't honor it. You wouldn't <laughs> no, honor it. I wouldn't make that bet. Uh, what is the middle name? Nah, sorry. Damn, you wouldn't even give the middle name up, bro. Nah, Where's the honor in that? Where's the honor can't, in that? Can't even do it. It's not. I'm gonna pin you down on one of these bets one of these days, G. <laughs> I'm gonna think of some good shit too. Oh man. Um, okay, so another other shows that we were watching too. Um, did you end up checking out Insecure? Yeah, I watched it last night. Last night, I gotta, I, I gotta watch it the night of because of spoilers. Facts. Twitter goes crazy with Insecure. This episode was kind of chill, huh? What did you think? Um, I'm standing firm in my dislike for Molly. Really? Yeah, yeah. I just really? something about her just rubs me the wrong way. The hardworking black woman who is just looking for love out here in these streets you just can't support her huh man that's crazy that's so crazy i I know i know i know i just something about her just i don't know she just just seemed goofy bruh she just got that goofy to her yeah like i mean the one thing i do i do respect at the end when she was like oh spoilers spoiler alert by the way oh Um, yes okay what, what what episode number was this six Something like that. Was it episode six? six? Might have been five. I don't know. Five or six. Let me check. But, but I think um, it was episode five. Season four, episode okay. five. So I do respect the fact that she like set boundaries around her relationship. Um, with not letting, with not um, letting like Issa pimp her boyfriend to to like get a get an act for her, you know her black party. Yeah, black party. I don't know. You thought that that was good I, because I, I respect it. I respect it because like we're not we're not on the like they weren't on the best terms, right? So okay. and you know when she first, when Issa first called her, she's like, oh, you know, I think we, oh we're finally gonna talk about you know what's been going on between us, and she seemed excited, like okay, yeah. let's try to patch this thing up. And then Issa was just calling like because I need a favor, I need help, yeah. So so if you didn't you if you didn't need help, you wouldn't call me, and now you like you try to like string mm. like my, my boyfriend into this, mm. uh, I don't know. I'm 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 torn. I'm torn because I understand where you're coming from, right? I think it's important to set boundaries in any relationship of any kind. Um that being said, you know, you didn't feel like part of that was a bit vindictive, right? Because, you know, they had had, you know, it's not like this is a one-way street where, you know, Molly keeps trying to reach out to have this chat and Issa keeps turning her down, right? Like, you know, neither both of them are you know, not really handling that relationship appropriately. Oh, yeah, for but sure. But Issa needed help, right? And as a friend, you know, even when it's, you know, rocky in in some capacity, like, she she needed help, right? And I think, you know, Molly was coming from a point of view where it's like, oh, here go Issa being a goofy again. And she was but like, she, well, I'm just not going to help you. I'm just not going to help you. No, but no, she, she, but she, she was going to do it at first. She was nah. going to do it at first. Uh, she, 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 she felt some type of way, but she was she still said, "All right, I'll ask him." And then she had that talk with him about like you know like that time and can you make time for me? And then so she's like, "Okay, I feel this relationship going to the next level. I don't want to do something to jeopardize this relationship." So then she said, "Eh, on second thought, nah, I'm good." I'm and then I respect the fact that she came right out and told her exactly why. She didn't like try to. She didn't try to sugarcoat it or lead her along and like, oh, you know, I forgot yeah. to ask him or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's so, true. I'm always gonna be I mean, on the side of honesty. I, you know? Yeah, I don't think 
I would have done it that way, but Truth. you gotta respect it. I would have still asked him and then said, you know, it's up to you if you want to help her. Or yeah, not. yeah. I mean, because I feel like I feel like, you know, in the whole wave of just focusing on communication, like it wouldn't have been too unfathomable for me to see her having that conversation, saying, "Hey, listen, I I fuck with you, you know, I, I see our relationship going to the next level." And I hate to have to ask this, but, you know, I have a friend that's, like, really in need. You know, is there anything you can do? Like, if not, I'm not even sweating it. Yeah. You know, like you can do that, right? But, and that's why I'm saying, like, I feel like part of her intention was just to be like, nah, like, I'm sick of trying to bail you out, Issa. Like, you know, you ain't out here trying to do better for yourself, so I'm not, I'm not about to do better for you, right? Yeah. And so that's why I felt some type of way. I, I might just be team Issa. Because Molly kind of, she just, I don't know, man. I just can't get with it. I can't get with it. I can't uh, get with it. They didn't give us nothing with the Lawrence stuff, though, right? No, nah, a little bit. Like, they were having a little conversation out in the, in the courtyard. I think what's going to end up happening, like, they're going to, like, get back. Not get back together. They might end up sleeping together. I think, I think something happened because Lawrence was about to talk to her, right? And then and tell her about. I think he was gonna tell her about the fight with Condola. See, but I think there might have been another fight, bruh. because Condola ain't been responding to like none of Issa's messages and none of that stuff, right? Yeah. So you think that like she could have done her little super sleuth on the cell phone and been like, "Oh, you was in the DMs, huh, fam? Ooh, oh, you, yeah. oh, you messy." Oh, you messy. And now Lawrence is like, "No, nah, I didn't even like that. Like it was just Thanksgiving," and I was like. Key, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is so funny. Woo, woo, woo. And, you know, but she, like, she's not having it because she just seen how friendly they was being. And even if she was just trying to use him as a booty call, you know, she's not trying to lose out to, you know, another chick, right? Girls yeah. get competitive and possessive that way, I feel like. And guys, too. Uh, yeah, and guys too. And guys, too. Okay, whatever, <laughs> motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I say, there's been there's been a couple of times I've been like, oh uh, yeah, we're just sleeping together, but uh, I, dude, I definitely know what you like. Fuck that uh, next nigga. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, is that what feelings feel like? <laughs> oh, I felt that. I felt that. Oh yeah, that's too real. That's too real, bro. That's too real. Um, overall, uh, it, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like this episode was kind of chill. It didn't really go too hard, but yeah. uh, I don't. I don't think we got too many more. I think we only got like two or three more episodes, probably in the season. Yeah, they got renewed for for another season too. So uh, I think there are rumors that this was going to be the last season. But what? Yeah, I think that was just a negotiating thing. Maybe, maybe. Oh, one last thing I did love about the episode is when she was trying to get hyped in the mirror, and her mirror self was like, "Nah, fam, I ain't uh. got it today, G." Like, <laughs> Like, that was the funniest stuff to me. Because <laughs> I've been there where you're just like, all right, man, it's time to get hype. Let's turn up. And you're just like, mm-mm, nope. You ain't even got it, bro. You ain't not, even got it. Not, so. not but usually, today. Usually her reflection is like her hype Lit. woman. Yeah, yeah. Not today. Not today. Uh, yeah. So that was well done. It was a good episode, I think. Good episode. Good episode. Pretty chill. All right, so... Uh, current event section. 
Uh, Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So last Friday, uh, Drake dropped. Uh, I don't know if it was, if it was actually considered a a mixtape or album. Mixtape. I've been calling yeah, it a mixtape because I don't think it's the actual album because it's basically a collection of throwaway songs and songs that got leaked, and he basically put them all together into a mixtape called the Dark Lane Demo Tape. So uh, I was talking to John yesterday, yesterday for the prep for the show, and by that point I hadn't even listened to it yet. To be honest, <laughs> one of your former, one of your former top ten artists of all time, and you ain't so, even listening. Wow, to wow! Your former top ten artists of all time, and you for the record, for the record, y'all, I, I was, I was drinking a lot when we talked about this. So, oh my god, you're so lucky I, we don't I, got that on air, bro. I'm gonna release. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like, oh, oh my god, we're gonna do a dark lane. We're gonna do a dark lane demo tapes of all of our uh, cut material. <laughs> <laughs> And that's gonna be an episode because <laughs> we got we got the top ten artists of all time. We got the uh, Black Panther debate, bro. We got heat oh, that yeah. we need to yeah. that we need to you know spice up, and then boom, we gonna have a a Summer Sixteen Dark Lane demo tape for the people. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, I think you listened to it. I think as I was running today, I listened to it. You and listened he said, to it twice. You listen to it twice. You told, you told me to listen to it twice, and I was like, "No, I can't do it. God, I, I can't even do it. I'm sorry." You like, give it to the beginning of the of the the tape. It's when I'm running, I need something, you know, yeah, upbeat. Um, and like the beginning of this tape, would just that wasn't it. Like the first like four songs were or three songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first four songs were like. A little too slow for me. Like Drake is getting into his emotional bag, and he's just like trying to like sing his melodies. I'm like, I don't want to hear this. I'm running. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Aubrey. Oh, maybe, give it to me. Maybe when, <laughs> I don't. I don't know where I would would want to hear these songs, but definitely not while I'm running. So uh, I have to stop after the first. <laughs> I, See, I can't get through the tape fast enough. <laughs> you ain't even finished the whole thing. No, no, I, I finished it. I finished it. Oh, okay. I said I couldn't get through it fast enough, Thanks. and then. I I quickly turned back to Benny. <laughs> Dog. So, you know, I'm gonna give you an out right now, okay? Because, you know, this is this is how albums or projects typically go. The first time you get through it, depending on your mood, you don't rock with it. Let me find out in two weeks that you can't get enough of Chicago freestyle and some of them tracks on there, like like I'm not even gonna roast you. I'm gonna let you off the hook this time. Cause it is oh. some good songs on there. There's some decent songs on there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I fuck with uh, this. Uh, Chicago is good. I fuck Chicago with Desires. That's um, the one with Future, right? Yeah, I fuck with the the Playboy Cardi joint. Uh, Pay mm-hmm. Um I think Landed was pretty good. I think that's the track that that I thought was cool. Okay, but uh, I'm sorry. Do I it, hope huh? it's. I, I hope it's like. I'm just going to say it's about Drake. Talk about um, it. Say how you really feel. There's certain artists who I think make amazing, amazing projects. Like, I'm like, oh, when this album drops, I can listen to it from beginning to end. And it, 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 that's it, right? Kanye West. And Drake, to me, isn't sh- for you, sure. So No, so, no, for everyone. So Drake isn't one of the, um, So Drake isn't one of those, <laughs> one of those artists. I'll get back to Kanye West in a second. But Jake oh, isn't one of those artists. Um, you remember, you remember, do you remember a few weeks ago when you thought that it would be like 
a, a good competition to stack Kanye's discography against Drake's, and then so Drake dropped a boo boo fest like this, bro. Like, let me, let me finish. Okay. So, so I think what Drake is great at is like dropping singles. Like his singles be like fire, and like he always has on his album. He always has like three to four really really good songs. Yeah. And then him and him featured on a song. You might as well take it to the bank. Okay. And but then you, you then you play his album like all right skip this song skip yep. this song skip yeah. that song play these two skip that song play these play this one so in in that sense I'm trying to think the last like Drake album that I'm like oh I'm listening to it beginning to end I can't think of one I can't I, I not off top um I just uh, can't let me see why are you looking um. Kanye West, I, I would say that his first four albums for sure. No, his first, easily first seven. I I don't even have that many albums, but okay. You didn't gonna, know he had that many albums. What are you I'm, talking? I haven't about? listened to. I've had. I thought I listened to like his last three or four. So you don't even like what? What? Houseway. Oh, you know what? I, my head hurts. No. <laughs> 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 let me let me right, so just get back. To, let me get to the topic at hand right now. Okay, the last album that I would really be like, I want to listen to it all the way through. Ah, uh, ah, uh, take care. Take care. Did I rock with nothing was the same like that? Uh, all the way through. Views, bunch of skips on that. Uh, if you're reading this, and if you're reading this, it's too late. It was okay. That was a mixtape, though, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, are I we guess. talking mixtapes included? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't listen to all the views. I couldn't listen to views all the way through. There's 20 songs, and not every. It had a lot of good songs on it. Uh, nothing was, the, nothing was the same. Scorpion, de- Scorpion was way too long and had way too many throwaway shits on it. Super skips through Scorpion. Super skips. Um, I don't know. Nothing was the same kind of had. Because I really rock with Paris Morton music. Um, and then you just had like like some big hits. Like, hold on, we're going home. I I fuck with Sampha a lot, so too much oh, yeah. was fired at me. Um... I mean, it started from the bottom was annoying because it got played so much. I even. What about more life? More life. What was the big truck? What was the big truck off? It had passion fruit. It had uh, Portland with uh, Quavo, Travis Scott. That was the passion fruit joint. Yeah. Nah, skips. Hella skips on passion fruit. It had glow. It had glow. Nah, I'm cool on that. I'm cool. I'm cool on that. Was featuring Kanye though. I mean, still, like, <laughs> still, like, I'm cool. I was, I'm saying, I'm cool on the album. Like, oh yeah, cool. On the yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I don't think he's a that great of an album maker. Nah, I mean, you know, the thing is, I did like Bobby the Rhythm though. Uh, the thing, the thing with Drizzy, Drake, Rogers, Aubrey Graham, um. I I think he is like a product of this new wave of how music is being consumed. 
such that yeah he he makes albums you know for consideration but the way people consume music is it is just you know really singles driven it is you know one big song driven and so you know he's making hits constantly because he just has an amazing team that you know takes whatever's hot right now he puts his name on it in a little instagram caption worthy statement and you know puts it out and you know he it goes crazy it, go, it goes crazy i did not know tussie slide had verses i did not know nope the song sure is like four minutes it's like it's like a four minute song i did, i thought it was a 15 second song i really did <laughs> I thought a 15 second song. I'm listening to this like, oh, we're still going. Oh, this is, this is the thing. Oh, this is this is happening. Oh shit. Okay, it's not just right foot up, left foot slide. It's it's more. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> because I that's a throwaway track to me too. Like that's just so goddamn annoying. But he's a I is mean, he a genius? Is Drake a it go, genius? It, it goes is up he, on TikTok, I guess. Is he a genius? Like maybe. A marketing genius, right? Is he? I don't. I don't want to seem like we're Drake haters. I might I do, be. I, I do like Drake. Uh, like, he's cool. Like, I, I I enjoy a lot of his music. He's better than J Cole. So, no. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> OVO is greater than Dreamville? Yes or no? No. The weekend alone washes anybody on uh, on Dreamville. The weekend alone washes everybody else. Is he, is he still on, on OVO? He's OVO in that EXO, right? That OVO in that EXO. Right? Ain't that what he be saying on his shit? Whatever. So wait, wait, you actually think J. Cole is better than Drake? Personally, yes, I do. Oh, personally, I, okay. Not, I, I not, like a, not objectively. Who do I think BT rappers? Who do I think is a more talented rapper? J. Cole? I mean, maybe it's just someone who's able to rap on tracks. Sure, you can add that. Drake's a better artist. Sure, if you want to say that. Or, or, or does, he, does he just have a better machine behind him? Both. Mm, okay. I mean, I ain't never heard a J. Cole song on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the bar now? That's the bar, yeah. Listen. That's, a, that's I, the bar. I, I thought about this. We talked about, um, my, we talked about my ABM section yesterday. Okay. And you was like, oh, you know... I'm not gonna give it away now, but like, he's like, oh, they're still in New York, and I'm like, you know what? That's what. That's why I like them because me coming up, me coming up, like, that's what I listen to, like a lot of New York rap. Like, uh-huh. I fuck with Jay, I fuck with Nas, I fuck with DMX, I fuck like, like people think that Ja Rule's a joke now, but Ja Rule was Ja Rule, Ja Rule was with it. Yeah, like, so I say that to say that I I am 38 years old, right? So it's hell, yeah. You know, it's a blessing. Yes, it is. Bless um, up, bless up, dog. So TikTok, TikTok, like raps or tick, raps that are focused or like marketed towards TikTok, they don't really appeal to me like that. Mm-hmm. 
like I do laugh at like a lot of TikTok skits, but I don't want I don't want my like my music like being generated just for that. Mm. I'm good. I mean, but Drake, but Drake makes music for every lane and every genre, though, right? Like, like Drake makes music for everything except for the gospel crowd. Drake can't um, make no gospel album. Is that Drake a good can't thing? do no gospel album. Huh? Is, that a, is that a good thing? What? Him making music for every genre, every every lane. I mean, I mean, he's no, he's a no, culture but, vulture for sure. Like yeah. he's a culture vulture for sure. I'm not saying I agree with it, but like he does it successfully. Like, I mean, that, that's cool. But like, I'm not a part of every lane. I'm me. I want like I listen to people who fit what I like. I don't want somebody who like we we, we talked about yet, earlier this episode about the watches, right? Like the Drake watches, would, like the. Watch. the the Apple Watch versus the oh the yeah 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 Drake yeah. would be an Apple Watch like he's he's good at a lot of things but what is he really great at oh interesting like he's like a Swiss Army knife oh and know. so then what would J Cole be he'd be a Garmin yeah like he has a he's like a niche he has like a niche crowd he and does. I happen I happen to fall into that niche crowd so um I'm a big fan of his what well, what what kind of watch would Kanye be. Mm. Kanye, S- something gaudy and like extravagant. <laughs> you know, uh, I think uh, Movado makes a smartwatch now. Maybe something like that. He'd be like a G-Shock. You're ugly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, G-Shock. You ain't even have to be disrespectful like that. You're just trying to hurt my feelings. That's rude. A G-Shock, really? G-Shocks used to be the shit. Just Girl, like you, I used to rock hella G-Shocks too, but no. You're not going to disrespect the goat like that, bruh. Uh, wow. I mean, really, dude? A G-Shock? What I'm would a smartwatch. What would Jay-Z be? Jay-Z would have to just be like a straight up Rolex. Huh? A Daytona. Yeah, he'd have to just be a straight up. That's Push, though. Push yeah. and already put it on the album title. Yeah, sure. Ugh. I don't know. Shout out to Pusha T, man. Jesus, that dude is fire. And he did, uh, for the record, Pusha T won that battle with Drake. Yep. Even though, his, even though his fans would not admit it, it's cool. Whatever. He bodied him. But you are hiding a child. Drake said, "You know, I was, uh, I was, hi- I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid." Or whatever he said. That dumbass lyric. Goofy shit. Goofy shit. Nice comeback, Drake. Drake got ate up. It's okay. He's still too big to fail, man. Yeah. He's too big to yeah. fail. Like the banks. Drake is the bank. <laughs> but I just want to come full circle, you know, after listening to the shit that, you know, this man puts out, you know, I would request that you no longer disrespect the name of the GOAT. By saying that Drake versus Kanye would be like a battle worth having, like Kanye eats this man, he eats this man. Uh, if if we're, if we're going album for album, yes, eats this man. It's not even for close. Sure. It's not even for close. Sure. For sure. Good. I'm glad we can agree on this. All right, so I know we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, and we've actually been talking about this for a while. But you and I uh, are avid runners. Yep. And uh, as 
I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, when I run, I I live in a very um, I live in a very white state. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I when I run, when I run, uh, like when you run a distance, you always have like you always have time to think. So thoughts always cross my mind when I'm thinking, like random thoughts or like whatever you know it's been on my mind that you know I think about that or things that I see I think about whatever. So, me running through, you know, Seattle neighborhoods, um, I always think that what would happen, especially if I see, like, so, like neighborhoods, like, neighborhood watch signs, I always think, like, what if somebody thinks that, like, I'm a threat to them? Like, yeah. if I'm running, if I'm running on a sidewalk, or let's say, yeah, on a sidewalk, and let's say I'm running towards a woman, a white woman. And she doesn't see me. She's we're running. She's walking, and I'm running in the same direction. Like yeah. I will, I will, sw- I would like actually run into the street and I curve around her and I run back on the sidewalk because I don't want to run too close to her. Yeah. And have her think that oh, this man is trying to cough me, or um, trying to attack me or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she might not think that at all, but sure. It's like for my peace of mind, yeah. I would have, I would like just try to avoid. You. And, and don't then, even like, give them the opportunity to think that yeah, there's something yeah, potentially yeah. happening. Yeah. Or, or, or like if I'm running towards like a person, like they like these are some of the thoughts that cross my mind. Like I'll I'll uh I'll run towards them. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe if I smile at this person, then they'll 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 see me as less threatening. Yeah. Or what and I now think what well, maybe I'm smiling too too hard and they'll think that I'm up to no good. Yeah. So like, so last week this story this story came out uh, last week um, that is I would say is probably my worst nightmare while running easily easily. Um, so in Georgia, um, a twenty five year old man named Ahmad Aubrey, he was uh, of course we will talk about this. He's a black man. And he was running through his his neighborhood, and he used to play football, so he wanted to stay in shape. So that's what he did. Um, and so in February, it's like a Sunday afternoon, and he was running, and uh, there were these two men, a father and a son. Uh, I'm gonna say their names because why not? Um, Gregory McMichael and his son Travis McMichael. Uh, Gregory, the father, was 64, son was 34. They basically thought or they say he thought they thought he looked like a suspect that was uh involved in a string of break-ins in their neighborhood so what they did was uh instead of calling the police which i think is also a bad idea calling the police is a bad idea yeah because police will definitely like show up and just shoot you like uh, don't call police on me so so they, they they took it even further and they decided to grab the 350, one grabbed the 357 revolver and one grabbed the shotgun and they began to follow him. They and, hop in a car and follow him, right? No, like, they, no, no, they followed him first and they said, stop, stop, we want to talk to you. And then, um, then I think he, he kind of kept, kept running and then they hopped in their car and then they followed him. And then eventually, uh, they caught up with him and then, uh, there's a struggle over the shotgun and then, they say uh, the report said he was shot at least twice. Yeah, which is uh, like terrible. And he and he dies. So 
and the story comes out the story came out um because uh there were no charges brought up against either man in the whole struggle and you know ahmad is dead yeah so um the prosecutor said that um that basically that um the reason that they failed to charge him was because it fell under the um georgia's uh citizens arrest statute uh and that travis uh mcmichael he um was acting or was the son he was acting in self-defense so i'm trying to figure out how like you can see a man running through a neighborhood chase him down with your weapons shoot him kill him and then it's in self-defense and the kicker is that he was ki- he was killed three days before the um three before the anniversary of the killing of Trayvon Martin. So it's like eerily similar. Like, yeah. like you didn't have to follow him. Yeah. And so you know, of course, right? How these stories typically go. Um, once you know the incident occurs. Um, the district attorney and, you know, that's the city was Hinesville, Georgia. They do that whole, uh, oh, well, look at his background, right? And so, you know, they make it a a point to say that, you know, uh, what was it? Like five years prior, he had a shoplifting. Oh, yeah, uh, they brought that up. There was a, a shoplifting thing five years prior. And, you know, they did say that, um, I guess there was another story of when he was in high school that he had had a weapon at a game, a basketball game of some sort, right? Um, The thing is, even with all that being said, you know, no one is saying this man is a saint. But to be, you know, they quoted as saying he was wearing a white t-shirt, shorts, and Nike shoes running in the neighborhood. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? In what universe is that, you know, hey, this man is uh, breaking into people's houses. Let's go chase him down and kill him. It's It, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I can't wrap my head around it, and it's very disheartening. Um, yeah. Every time you hear stuff like this, like it's it's crazy to me that, like you said, whenever a victim dies at the hands of what I'm I'm gonna call I'm just gonna call it what it is. It's it's a case of racial profiling. Facts. Um, you always have to bring up like, like the past of the of the victim. Like they did the same thing with Michael Brown. They did the same thing with Trayvon Martin. They do the same. They, they, oh, it's the same, like played out, um, like the, the same, like on the same playbook. So, um, I think also the reason why they didn't charge him is because the father Gregory, he's also he was uh, a retired investigator in the district attorney's office. So, um, I think that he's friends with a lot of people who were going to charge him, so they they chose not to easily. Uh, but I do, I do want to point out that um, 
that the prosecutor, his name, his name is George Barnhill. He did recuse himself from from the case. Yeah. So they're gonna they're going to um, put a new prosecutor from a different county um, to determine whether charges should be brought. So they're gonna, you know, put the charges to a grand jury now. So it's just crazy to me. Like, and I, I know it's cliche to say, "Well, in 2020, how can this happen?" But I think the same type of shit is going to be happening in 2030 and 2040, because this is like this is what this is what America this is what America is. There's like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And it's, I just I go ahead. No, I just. I... I I can never wrap my head around it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you and I, you know, we've talked to we're blue in the face just about, you know, things like this. And every, every goddamn time, like, it just feels so deflating, right? You know, we weren't there. We don't know the situation, but, you know, it's such a, it's such a real thing. You know, I'll even tell you honestly, right? You're talking about how you run through your neighborhoods and I've, I've run with you, you know, at your place in Seattle. You know, I've even started to change up the routes that I run. And this is even before this story where I don't run through neighborhoods anymore, right? I live downtown. I run a mile uh, away from my crib and I just hit this running trail. And that's just almost exclusively where I do my runs. That or I just try to sit around the college campus and just do laps around there, man. Like it's... You know, fortunately, we are both in, you know, very liberal states and in very liberal areas where it would seem like stuff like this doesn't happen. But, you know, this country has pockets of this sort of behavior everywhere. And Mm -hmm. while we want to believe that, like, oh, I live in California. This is, you know, this beautiful blue state, you know, where everyone's so progressive. No, that's not true. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's a very harsh reality. Because you want to think that, oh, this is just Georgia. This is just Florida. This is just all these other places. Nah, fam. Like, this yeah. is, let, this let is me drive, symptomatic of this country, bro. Yeah. Like, let, let me drive, like, 20 miles outside the city limits of Seattle. All right. And see, and see what, you, you would think I was in, in Mississippi. Seriously. Seriously. Did I ever tell you about the cross-country, uh, man, the, the road trip that I took the summer of 2016? Uh, before oh. I moved to Portland? Uh, no, you didn't. Okay, so, you know, I was going out there, right, for that for my internship. I was yeah. living in North Carolina at the time. This is, what, you know, April, May 2016. <clears throat> and so, you know, I decided to, you know, pack my car up. Me and my brother did the cross-country trip. And the one thing that I saw across the entire country, more than anything else, was Trump stickers and Trump flags. And I'm talking about, this is from North Carolina up to Maryland, Washington, D.C. area, across to, you cross the Midwest to Chicago, and then down through, you know, the latter parts of the Midwest, down to Salt Lake City, up into Oregon. And there were more Trump stickers across the nation than anything else that I saw. This is an election year. And so I come back to school that fall and I'm telling my friends like, nah, fam, like the orange man got that heat, bro. I don't know who fucking with him, but every time I saw that shit, I'm not stopping for gas in this city. 
you got me fucked up. Not today, Satan. And so, you know, not to derail, you know, the obvious story, but, you know, I, I just feel numb, like not numb, numb's not a good word, but it's definitely just demoralizing in, in a very hurtful way. Um, and this is also in light of Georgia opening up for COVID um, when 83% of all the cases that they're getting are African-Americans, right? They, they, they're, they're one of the first states to open back up. They got a thousand cases the first day they said they're reopening places um, and 83% are African-Americans as reported by the CDC. Mind boggling, mind boggling. We're never, we're like, we're never gonna beat this thing. I just beat what thing? COVID. Like <sighs> social distancing works. So I don't understand why. What's the rush to to open up to open it back up? Once like, they found out that black people are getting it disproportionately, man, they're like, like well, fuck okay. it, let's open the barbershop back up, baby. Let's I'm go. Good. Open back up if you want to. I'm staying my ass right in the house. Man, shit, I need some clippers though, dog. <laughs> you see me, boy. It's real out here. Oh man. I don't know. I just I just pray for him and his family. And I hope that justice will be served. Um even though I'm not hopeful about it. Yeah. I mean I, I am hopeful that I hope that it gets served, but I, I knowing that it's Georgia. Um, I don't think that it will. Yeah. I mean, the one thing though, that, you know, you might see you, people might see out there or, you know, if they want to at least try to bring awareness to everything going on is, um, you know, there have, there are Facebook, there is a Facebook page, uh, coordinating to, um, pressure the, you know, put pressure on the, administration to do something about it as well as there are several hashtags that have been popping up uh one of them hashtag i run with mod and hashtag justice for a mod um those have been out there they're making t-shirts and all that other stuff you know even something as simple as just raising awareness to things like this um can really go a long way so you know we'll make sure we share this in the description Um, yeah for sure i mean i know i saw you post it first uh with your uh, run this past week. Um, I am off social media for a little bit, but you know, I think we'll even have stuff on the podcast page. Yep. Um, and so, sure. you know, if you guys see this, you know, like, share, you know, make your friends aware. Um, and hopefully, you know, we take incidents like this and, you know, try to make a difference at the polling places this fall, even on a local yep. level. You know, because obviously the White House is a whole different shit show. Uh, Speaking of the White House being a shit show, Day, take it away. All right. So by now, if you've been paying attention to um, any of the White House briefings or been watching any news channel, you know who uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is. Um, so he's one of the basically the key members of the, the coronavirus task force. Um, I believe he worked for the NIH, infectious diseases, uh, did a lot of great research in the 80s and 90s on HIV. Mm. But 
So he's been, you know, working on the tax force. So this week, it came out that uh, the White House has blocked him from testifying um, in front of the House uh, next week, House of Representatives. So we, uh, uh, really quickly, if you don't know, the the uh, Democratic Party controls the House of Representatives, and the Republican Party controls the Senate. So uh, the White House blocked Fauci from testifying next week, and um, Evan Evan Hollander, who's on the uh, House Appropriations Committee, he said that the Appropriations Committee sought Dr. Anthony Fauci as a witness at next week's Labor HHS um, Education Subcommittee hearing on COVID-19 response. We have been informed by an administration official that the White House has blocked Dr. Fauci from testifying. And then... And then the White House Deputy Press Secretary, uh, Judd Dare, he said he confirmed it. And he turned around and said that, uh, <laughs> this is comical to me. He said, while the Trump administration continues its whole of government response to COVID-19, including safely opening up America again and expediting vaccine development, it is counterproductive to have the very individuals involved in those efforts appearing at congressional hearings. We are committed to working with Congress to offer testimony at the appropriate time. So that's that's if if that was it, it, it would be cool. Not that would be cool because I think that you shouldn't stop people from testifying in front of Congress. Uh, to me, it's it's it feels eerily similar to how the White House blocked um, almost anyone um, from testifying in an impeachment trial. But um, basically. Uh, they're not uh, allowing Dr. Fauci to testify in front of um, Democrats, in front of Democratic House representatives. Yeah, but um, they they are going to allow him. So they said that uh, when another uh, individual, um, Jer- Jeremy Diamond, who also uh, works a uh, reporter. He, uh, there's another, uh, I guess, um, individual, another press secretary, press secretary. Her name is uh, Kaylee McEney. So McEney was asked, would they allow Fauci to testify in front of other um, committees in the future? And she said, absolutely. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, which which one is it? Yeah. Like, can you not? Is it counterproductive to testify, or is it not? Because it seems like they're okay with him testifying in the Republican in other in Republican-led committees, because um, they're saying they allow him to they allow him to testify before the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee on May twelfth. Uh, yeah, the committee next, again next week, week, right? Yeah, it's next yeah, week. Yeah, a committee that's controlled by by Republicans, so it's okay if he. If he testifies in front of Republicans but not in front of Democrats. So I hate like this response to COVID and like trying to come like and trying to figure out, you know, how things got as bad as they are. Cause like by 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 far we have the most cases in the world. Like I think we have more cases than the next five countries combined. Um and it didn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. So I so even though we're still in the midst of, you know, 
responding to this pandemic, I, I think it's it's necessary to figure out, start to figure out now what happened before people can try to sweep it under the rug. Yeah. So I hate that it's that this whole process is being politicized because it 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 shouldn't be. But you know, this is what do you, this, this what is, do you what do you say? to you know to people that would be you know hearing a story like this and you know be like oh this is just another ploy by the democrats to try to smear trump in his name and his response to this whole pandemic right like they i mean the democrats don't have to smear his name he's he's doing a good enough job on his own like he's He's flip-flopping on so many issues surrounding this pandemic, right? But, so, but is that, at first, like, at first is that was, negatively affecting his approval rating, though? Like, I, I think like so. the thing is, they're trying to set themselves up for a, a shit show of a, an election, you know, this fall. Who is? The Democrats? The Democrats, yeah. Like, like Joe Biden is, my man's is a struggle bus candidate, right? And... And Trump's approval rating is still 49% as of three days ago. You know, all the, the, I think things are getting politicized on both sides. And so I'm just, you know, I'm just curious as to, you know, what you think about, you know, you know, somebody who would push back and say, honestly, man, like, this isn't, this is a non news story. Like, How's it? Uh, how's it? I'm, I'm how's just it? asking what, how you feel. I'm just I mean, asking I, how you feel about so it. Like, I, I would, I would say, how is it? A not, how is it a non-news story when, like, there are literally like thousands of people dying every single day from uh, a disease, a disease that this many people didn't have to die. Yeah. So, I mean, what does Fauci's testimony have to do with, like? He's going to say, oh, Trump could have done this differently or we could have all done this differently or we didn't know much about the disease and blah, blah, blah. Like, how does that help us? And mind you, mind you, I'm not disagreeing with you per se. I'm I'm just saying, like, obviously there's two sides to this conversation. Right. And, you know, we're in the middle of this whole thing. So I I just wonder why. Like. Everything just always has to be so nefarious from both sides. Um, because Trump is in charge. Yeah, and he he knew like this is not this is not something that that just popped up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like like me like me as me as someone who doesn't work in government and just listen and just listens to the news and listens to podcasts every day. Like I, like I knew about coronavirus and how serious it was back in January. Mm-hmm. And a, a person who is a person who is a good leader would have, instead of worried about the stock market, would have been preparing our country to face you know, it, it possibly, you know, coming to America. And he didn't do that. Yeah. So, like, it's it, it's easy to say, well, the Democrats shouldn't do this. So you think that if if this would have happened under, say, uh, Barack Obama's watch, that that the Republicans wouldn't take every opportunity to... Yeah, no, you're to, right. They would definitely to, drag my man, yeah. Yeah, so they, they, they dragged Barack Obama for winning a 10 suit. 
<laughs> yeah, they really Sam. did. They really did. <laughs> I get out of here. So, um, I, I just feel think, like I, I feel like stuff, I just feel like you know, I get so exhausted with a lot of the political stuff, man. Like, it's just everything is just such a goddamn shit show all yeah. the time, all the fucking time. I mean, I, I, I'm still I, very aware and I still pay attention. It's just exhausting, bro. Like. Because we got a president who will say anything and do anything just to. Then I think I think it's his whole. I think it's his whole. I think it's what he wants. He wants. He does. He tries to be more outlandish day in and day out, and then hopefully he he wants people to start checking out and and saying whatever. I don't care about this anymore. And then then basically he can just do whatever the fuck he wants. yeah, Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just. I just think that Trump, I didn't knew that he was inept, but in my wildest dreams, I didn't think he could be this bad. Like, he, like, it seemed like he, all, he cares more about business, which I already knew that coming in because that's, yeah, that's all he cares about is money. Way. Yeah, that's like, his wave. Like, he cares more about the stock market and, and, and looking good for, you know, people. They've run these these Fortune 500 companies, and he does about his his citizens. Yeah, yeah. He's not a public servant, right? He's a he's a he's a he's a terrible president, and as and as bad as as bad as Joe Biden is, I think Joe Biden would have handled this way better. Yeah, because because Joe Biden knows. I think Joe Biden knows what he's good at. And yeah. knows he's not good at, and yeah. like his memory, like, memory, he's not good at memorizing yeah. things. Not good. So like, so like, there's, there's, uh, there was a point in time in March, and uh, March and early April where television stations were showing day in and day out. They were showing um, Donald Trump's pressers, mm-hmm. knowing that he was gonna he's gonna lie about something every day. Or, or, or he's going to berate reporters every day. And in my opinion, like, wh- how's that helping? It, I, I don't think it is at all, right? So, and if if you're going to have, if you're going to like put the public at ease, I don't, I don't think that we should be hearing from this man every day. I think you should put the the experts up there and then have a back seat, like yeah. shut up. I don't know, but that's that, that's y'all man's. That's what? Wait, what'd you say? Y'all, y'all man's. That's not, not my you. man's. That, yeah, not you. Saying, no, that's not my man's. Whoever well, voted, like, like, shit, damn it, half the country voted for him, so. Yeah, 49%. Or it's what not, is it, 48, 49%, right? Something, something like that. That's still just so crazy. That's, honestly, I don't be surprised by shit no more, bro. I don't be surprised by shit. Like, did you see when he said that he's been treated worse than Lincoln? Yeah, I just saw that shit before we started recording, and I, I saw it was on Twitter, right? Was it something on Twitter? Yeah. Because the Abraham Lincoln Twitter account said they shot me, fam. Like, <laughs> like, this is gonna take a dark turn. Oh god. Oh, but, do you want to say it? Do you want to say it? Like, think about what you about to say. I'll 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 let the audience infer what I was gonna say. Okay, I think it's very easy, <laughs> very easy to imply where you was going with that one. Uh, but I'm not trying to get our podcast flagged. 
<laughs> uh, my fucking tune day's thoughts at 10 p.m. Uh, let's let's get to something lighter, man. We oh, yeah. you talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, we got a new segment. Have a little fun with it. You know, we do this off mic so much. It's only right that we bring the debates to the podcast. And so for our Dylon segment, for those that don't know, the top five rappers of all time are Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Check out. Do we need to put the link in there for, with the skit? I hope the real ones, the real ones know. The real yeah, ones yeah. Know. Um, and so for our first uh, topic, uh, in light of all this talk that we've had centered around the last dance in basketball documentary, uh, we decided to tackle who are the, in our opinion, who are the top five most influential basketball players of all time. This does not necessarily mean the best basketball players of all time, but who are the players that have had the greatest impact on the game of basketball, on the NBA, um, as we know it today? So, Tunde, it's only right that since you was around when basketball was founded, mm-hmm. um, they yeah. go first. <laughs> you, me, me and good old James, James yeah, Naismith. Who's... You and you and Dr. James Naismith went to school together, so it's only I right. One, that... I, I was the one that told him to cut out the bottom of the piece desk. <laughs> um, yeah. So, disclaimer: uh, when you told me about this about this topic, I thought you just meant you know. Uh, on the court, we, I thought I didn't think about you know contributions off the court. So this is my uh, list. I have uh, Magic Johnson. Already got a disclaimer, bro. Already. Yep, I have Magic Johnson. I think my list is still solid. Mm-hmm. I have Magic Johnson, uh, Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Shaquille O'Neal. And Shaquille O'Neal. So you know I'm already you know I'm already like no LeBron. That's yeah. that's that's like that's very crazy. Because what you're telling me is you think these five players have had the greatest impact on how the game of basketball is played? Yeah. I, I'm surprised you have two centers. I don't I, two centers? Let me do my list first before I just okay. before we absolutely rip it up. And so uh I guess if I'm putting a disclaimer out there, I was taking on the court and off the court influence on the game of basketball. So I think that we have great players and we have players that have changed the culture of basketball uh, across the world. <clears throat> so five, no order. I said Michael Jordan would be number one, even though there's no order. Steph Curry. Allen Iverson, LeBron James, and then I said Wilt Chamberlain. Top five. You know what's funny to me? Watch your list. You called me old, right? Yeah. And you have you have fucking Wilt Chamberlain. No, like, like Wilt <laughs> is list. he is what every scoring record of all time like. Yeah. Like man. to be mentioned in getting buckets with Wilt Chamberlain is God level basketball stats the dude was he also played against postman 
Dog, did you ever hear did you ever hear the quote that Wilt told Mike in terms of why Wilt was the best player compared to him? Did you ever hear uh, this? Uh-uh. He told he told Michael Jordan, he said, they changed the rules so that I couldn't dominate, and they changed the rules so that you could dominate. I can see that. That's that's a bar. To tell Michael Jordan I mean, that's a bar. That's a bar. I remember, yeah, I, I can see Wilt. Because like they said Will was a selfish player. And then he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Next Fuck year, it. I'm leading the league in assists. <laughs> and and did it, bro. Like, and still, like, what, what was he averaging? Like, like James like, Harden. Like 50-point seasons. Yes, like averaging 50 points a game. Come on, man. Like, yeah, that's an it. unstoppable force. So, like, and I love Shaq. Like, I think Shaq is great. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's hilarious. And, you know, DJ Shaq Diesel, you know, he can sit down, but everything else, like, is great. I um, I just have a hard time putting somebody on my list if I, if I didn't see play, personally. I understand the records and all that, but uh, if, I, if I haven't seen you play with my own two eyes, then I'm like, eh, I don't know. So, wait, you, so you said, who's your, you said Magic, Mike, Magic Steph, Akeem, Steph, and... Mm. So we have okay. So we agree on Jordan, Steph. Those and are the Magic. only two. No, no, Jordan, Steph. How did, how is Magic in there, bro? Dog. Magic over LeBron. A six nine point guard over LeBron. Who did it first? That's what I'm like. That's why the reason, the reason why the, the reason why you know. Uh, eh. Right. We're talking about most influential. Like, yeah, okay, Magic was great. Like, why don't you have Larry Bird in there? Excuse me. Why don't you have Larry Bird? I I think I think I think you know with your list like you should definitely try to give a nod to Larry Bird. Like not, neither of us have any white players on our list. Like Larry so Bird what? is like influential in terms of being a white player. Like every white person mm-hmm. is compared to Larry Bird, right? Mm. Influential. Mm. Mm. No, he Sorry. was my honorable mention. No, can't even do it. What you mean, Larry Bird was a dog. You said influential, right? Who who do you influence? White people. Besides Gordon Hayward. <laughs> I, I mean, just because they know. weren't good enough to make it doesn't mean he didn't influence them. I, I guess. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's not. That's not my reality. Um. I, I said magic. Be I said magic. Like six nine point guard. Uh. Like one championship rookie year. Like, playing all five positions. I mean, but he had a lot of fucking help, right? Like, Yeah, he did. So what? That's not his fault. He he drafted to a team that had had good players. And, of course, Jordan is Jordan. Jordan Um, is Jordan is is basketball. We don't even need to talk about that. Steph, like, the way he he shoots, I think... I just remember... Him, I watched him at Davidson, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah I, I, he's the man. He was the man at Davidson." I remember yes. when he when he beat beat Kentucky. Yes, just like I was like, "This dude's different." This dude this is different. Yeah, but I was like, I don't know how it's gonna translate to the NBA. Because like, work. I, I don't know if he's like he's gonna be like a traditional like be able to point be a point guard and make his teammates better, which I still don't think he is. Like, I don't think like he's out there just dropping dimes. Okay, like, um. But incredible he, ball handler though, and yeah, 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 yeah. and sh- I think he's probably the greatest shooter of all time. 
off the dribble, yeah. Because because Clay has something to say about that, like because Clay is spot up shooting. Fair. Fair. Um, Clay is a human torch. Yeah. Uh, when you score, we score like sixty points and t- they take nine dribbles. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's that's next. Level. Um, Olajuwon. That's to, a, to I don't a, understand how you have two centers on your list. All right, so to be a center, right? And I'm sorry, to have a quadruple double, just, that's just that's just wild to me. Like Olajuwon, people forget how good he was. Like that's my dad's favorite player. So uh-huh. like I watched a lot of Olajuwon growing up. Sure. Um. It, like even back with like the at the University of Houston, just like the five slam and jamma days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Elijah Elijah just different. And like the fact that he's 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 also he's we talk about influential. Like he's also Muslim, right? And okay. the fact that like so you he, did take off the court stuff in consideration then. No, no, it's still on the court because he's Muslim, right? Okay. And then like Ramadan falls during the NBA playoffs, and you cannot True. eat. And True. like think about like all right, I didn't. We're about to play an NBA game, and I haven't eaten today. I'm Yeesh. still, I'm still out here dominating. Giving buckets <laughs> on an empty stomach, stomach growling. <laughs> you can't even drink water. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I'll be out there like calf locking up. Yeah, <sighs> man. I, you know, I, I, res- I, res- I respect, I respect what you're saying, but like. You know, truthfully, when we're talking about influential, like I think that Steph Curry has made big men obsolete in the NBA. So, like, like not legitimately, that's just Steph. I think the rule changes have a lot to do with it too. I mean, but Steph Curry is the the prototype guard that people are looking for now. Like, we would have no Trey Young without Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these young guards coming up that are pulling up from the logo is because of Steph Curry. Yeah, that's why it's on my, that's why it's on my list. Well, no, I'm, I'm, but but what I'm saying is he has rendered big men obsolete. Like Joel Embiid, I think is the best center in basketball right now, and he's almost useless because if he's not out there at least shooting a couple threes a game, like their team is not going to get dubs how's like he, that. How's he, how's he he's useless? almost, almost, almost like he's obviously still able to get buckets, but they're not getting no Ws, bro. Philadelphia no, that, that, Jessica's Ben Simmons is trash. Oh, so you you so you would keep you would keep Embiid over Simmons? Uh, if if I could make sure he's healthy, yeah. I feel like that's a very antiquated view of the NBA. G, it's a guard league right now. So what? Yeah, he, he's he's a big man that can hang on a rock. It can shoot. It can shoot. What jumper. team has a what? What top five team has a dominant big man in the NBA? Um, Don't worry, I'll wait. Uh, I don't know. None. That's what because none of them do. None of them do. Doesn't matter. I I still like Joel Embiid. I like his game. I like him too. That don't mean he's that don't mean he's influential in the game. Like every top five team in the NBA, every top five team is guard driven. Or forward driven. Okay, guard forward, wing wing player driven, driven by wing players. And you don't right. need a big man. You don't. You don't need a big man. Javale McGee is, is fine. Just go out there and catch a oop, and and stay mm. out, and stay out the way. Clint Capella, go, catch a lob and stay out, stay the hell out the way. I still like Jordan Bee's game. I'm sorry. So you would you would you would keep you would keep Ben Simmons over 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 Embiid. Did Ben Ben Simmons that that hasn't taken an actual three pointer in the game? I mean, I feel like you have to. I feel who like you have, who, who can't make a free throw. 
I mean, once he breaks up with the Kardashian, he can get his game right. That's how George, that's how George, James Harden became MVP. All right, if you say so. That's how, you just gotta break up with a Kardashian, and then you become. Ben Simmons, ben Simmons is is it's overrated. I don't know. know. Very I mean, overrated. I'm not sold. I'm not sold either. But you know, I just struggle. And, then, I, just and I have Shaq too. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. I struggle with you having two centers on your list as the most influential players, though. Well, to to be fair, again, uh, this if you if the the disclaimer was given with the off the court things, I think I would I would uh, take Elijah off and put LeBron, but I, I kept my list the way it was. You wouldn't put AI on there, Doug. Influential. Influential. I think. Okay, now to be fair, your with your disclaimer, he wouldn't make your list. But like in terms of I oh, think, off the court things, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like, Allen Iverson, it, like for the culture, yeah, yeah. Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson all day, all so, day. So, so if I were to, to put both disclaimers in there, like with the culture, I would have Magic, Jordan, Steph, um, AI, and LeBron. Uh, LeBron. No big men. That's what I'm saying. No big man on there. Not one center, well, did you just say. Not one center. I think you got to drop Magic, bro. I think you got to drop... I'm not, I'm not... First of all, Magic's not a big man. No, I'm saying... I'm saying I think you have to drop Magic from that top wow. five list. No, I don't. I mean, I think he was good, but, like, most influential. Like, I feel like part of it... I feel like part of it is... You, you know, have Larry Bird as your sixth man. You tell me you tell me to drop Magic? He's not on my top five. He's not on my top five. <laughs> Get out of here. He's not on my top five. So you so you so you, do you think Larry Bird is more influential than the Magic then? Uh, I mean, since we have LeBron, yeah, because LeBron is kind of the modern day Magic to me a little bit. He's not as flashy as Magic. He's not as exciting, but he's kind of like in terms of a skill set and able to play the game. He kind of does the same thing to me. I can't believe this. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I Am I, I I just can't believe that you have. Bird over magic. I'm not saying bird over magic in terms you said, of you, you said you said you said bird. Of, I'm not saying in terms of a better player, but I influential. think Larry, influential. Influential. Right, yeah, I'm saying like Larry, Larry bird, bird is inspired. He's inspired a bunch of little white kids to pick up a basketball and try to shoot threes all day. I think that's influential. I think it's influential. Magic, I do. magic showed us that it's possible <laughs> to cure AIDS. I take back anything I have said up to this point. Magic Johnson <laughs> to be, deserves to be on every list of all time. He got the movie theaters, and he has found the cure to AIDS. So you know what? I take it all back. You win. You you got it, Tunde. <laughs> you fucking got it. God damn it, bruh. Oh, hold on. Wow. It's the episode of South Park, right? Yes, where they when they had the money milkshakes. And yeah. Shit. Oh, That's, man. That shit was they, so killed, they crushed it. That's all. Every time I think about Magic Johnson, I think about that South Park episode. Oh. Legendary. That's a, I mean, yeah, I think I think we can agree at least on four out of five. If you take both aspects of on the court and off the court, then we can agree on Jordan, Steph, AI, and LeBron. I think you have I, Will and I have Magic. I mean, like that's Mr. Record Book. For it's scoring, not, bro. It's not really influential. He just scored a lot of points. He really influenced. Really, who, how many people was like, when I grow up, I'm trying to be like, with Chamberlain. I mean, maybe the 20,000 women thing, but 
Um, the Tony Alyssa influence. <laughs> he influenced Magic Johnson to get buckets. He just didn't. Magic Johnson just didn't do it right. <laughs> oh man! Really Twenty thousand women. Oh, so he says. I mean, I don't That's know. Of, that'd be exhausting. Like I. <sighs> 20,000? That's like fam. 20,000? 1,000 is crazy. Listen, uh, 200 is crazy. 200 is crazy. I mean, 100 is getting up there. You know what I'm saying? 100, depending on who you are, is kind of crazy too. Depending but, on who you are, how old you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, 20,000? 20,000 women? <laughs> Like, like fam, you gotta be doing them like what five at a time, maybe. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you? What else do you do in your spare time? Do you have any, do you have any hobbies besides basketball and, and having sex? You can't. Twenty thousand divided by three sixty-five. That is fifty-four. That would be fifty-four women a day. So let's say what, over twenty years. Let's say over twenty-year span. What kind of math is this? Um, over a twenty-year span. Oh, okay, that'd be like two point seven women a day over twenty years. That's still wild, yo. <laughs> still wild. And, and no, 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 no. That's, that's the force of that, every that, day that's, for that's twenty two, years. Two point seven. Two point seven. Yeah. And that's that's the two point seven new women each day. Yeah. No repeats. Over twenty years. And I'm good. 20 years. Maybe, let's see, 25 years. Maybe it'll get this, more realistic. God, this, that's still two women, new women a day. Every day. There, there's no way he he got through that unscathed. I'm sorry. Like. 20,000 women. He had to start when he was like 10. I don't know, though. Married at all? He, he oh. couldn't. He couldn't have been. There's no way, right? Like he couldn't have been. Is there any woman that would be like, "I accept you for how you are. You're you're a kind soul." I'll be you. I'll be your twenty thousand and first woman. I'll be your twenty. I will be your twenty thousand and first and your last. No, I'm good. That's that is astronomical. Wouldn't you just get bored? What if? <laughs> I mean, right? Like you'd have listen, to, right? What type of? Let's, let's say, let's say you're a woman, right? Okay. And and you, but you knew that Will Chamberlain has slept with like, at this point, let's say, at this point, like eighteen thousand, eighteen thousand women. <laughs> well, what, what type of ego would you have to have? You'd be like, am I the best you ever had? Yo, he's like, I don't even remember, G. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, you're the best I had today. I mean, like, you're the best I had the last couple hours. Oh, man. That's wild. 20,000? That makes my head hurt, bruh. I'm literally, I'm literally in awe. Speaking of, speaking of in awe, dog. Jesus right, Christ. So, we're going to move on to our next, oh, I'm sorry, our next segment. Okay, sorry, hold on. I, I, I just pulled up this article. He says, okay, it says, 
uh, is every time Chamber went to bed with a different woman, he put a check in his day timer. Over a 10-day period, there were 23 checks in the book, which would be a rate of 2.3 women per day. Chamberlain divided that number in half to be conservative and to correct for degrees of variation. Then he multiplied that number by the number of days he had been alive at the time, minus 15 years. That's how the number 20,000 came into existence. Wow. So he had a 10-day period where he slept with 23 women and then was like, all right, let me divide that in half. Yeah. Just you know, Sometimes I'll be sleeping. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I thought about it, I was like, if he slept with 20,000 women, yo, he has to have some kids in the NBA, right? He claims he claims he doesn't have any kids. Come on, fam. You don't have any kids, and you said a twenty thousand woman. He, he uh, you think he had condoms with all twenty thousand women? He was the one man stimulus package for Trojan. He, there's no way he was wearing condoms, right? No, there's no way. In the 60s and 70s, free love? Nah, come on. That's... I'm, I'm sorry, I just... I can't. I can't wrap my head around it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. That's the greatest legend ever told. If it's true. If it's true. I mean, he did the math. He did the math. Jesus. Whew. All right, dog. Yeah. Continue, let's, right. let's continue on because we're still on all the right. basketball thing. So yep. introduce the so, next segment. Yeah. All right, waxing hypotheticals. There, there was. I was perusing my Instagram the other day, and uh, fillet. Uh, you know fillet. Fillet. You know yeah. we saw him. Remember when we were in Long Beach? He was there. Oh yeah, it's like some basketball tournament that was yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. He was outside the hotel. Yeah. So, basically. You know, he's a guy who has dreams of playing professional basketball. Um, he's funny. He does co- like he does commentary on different sports clips. But he posted a hypothetical situation, and he posted two different teams. And he said, if all these players were in their prime, uh, who who would win um, in a seven game series? And uh, so I'm going to give you a team. So remember, these are all the players in the prime. So I'm going to say team A uh, is Magic, Kobe, LeBron, Tim Duncan, and Hakeem Olajuwon. That's team A. Uh, Again, Magic, Kobe, LeBron, Tim Duncan, and Hakeem Olajuwon. And they're playing team B, (sighs) which is John Stockton. Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, Dirk Nowitzki, and Shaquille O'Neal. So that's Stockton, Jordan, Durant, Dirk, and Shaq. So who went in their prime? I want to start by series. I want to start by saying I think that this list is kind of rude. Why? Like uh, I think it's kind of rude what how they threw John Stockton in there really just to throw to really throw shit off. Who should who 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 should they put? I don't know, but like Isaiah, like Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah would be Isaiah would be a really good one to put in there, actually. Or Isaiah would be very good to put in there. 
Yeah. However, however, we're going to take didn't. it as it is. We're going to take it so, as it is. In my opinion, I think that Ugh, you're wrong. It, it would be Team A would win probably in six games. In six games? Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Wait a second. Before we even go there, um, you're in uh, what what generation are we playing? Are we playing in like today's era? Today, Back today's, are we playing today's, in the... today's today's era where like you can't um you can't like just father shit out of people. Hmm. And uh, today's rules so more spacing. Uh, your your actual basketball skills are are more um on display. Necessary. Yeah. So I think again, uh, Team A wins, and the reason in the way six, I, you think they win in six? six. Mm. Yeah, the reason why I came up with this is I'm looking at individual matchups. Okay. So I think that if we're talking about in the prime, I think LeBron and Durant are a wash, like they they like cancel each other out. Um, so that's that's nothing. I think Dirk is a in his prime is was better than. I mean, I think Duncan in his prime was better than Dirk. Mm. Dog, I don't, I don't know if you remember those those finals. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think you remember. I mean, like, Tim, I mean, Tim Duncan is Tim Duncan's nice. Like he's that's Mister Fundamental. Like you got it. All right, Dirk is also well, a problem though. Don't sleep on Dirk. I mean, I, 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 for sure. Uh, jo- Jordan. I think I think my uh, team A loses the, the shooting guard matchup. Jordan better than Kobe. Yes. Uh, here's where the big problem comes into play. Like, <sighs> Magic is eating Josh Stockton's food every single day. He's bullying him, taking his lunch money. <clears throat> like, that's not even a question. And then I think we were talking about today's rules. I think Shaq being out on the island might be a problem. Um, no, we talk about Prime Shaq though. Prime Shaq can run the floor. Uh, Prime Shaq was uh, an athlete. Prime Shaq was an athlete. No, I'm talking about, no, I'm not talking about running the floor. I'm talking about in a like a half court set. You know, in NBA like in the playoffs, things slow down. Um, and then you put Shaq in space, ask him to play defense. Uh, I'm not, I'm not too sure about his foot speed at the three point line. I mean, is is Lajuan going to be out in the perimeter trying to move around? No, he gonna clog the paint, bruh. No, I'm talking about like today's game. Elijah uh, goes and sets a pick on uh, on on John Stockton, and then it's a switch, and then and then now you have, <laughs> you have Shaq trying to check. <laughs> yeah, Shaq trying to check on Magic. <laughs> oh man, I All think right, so. I, think... I really played with this. See, I really played with this, right? Because I obviously disagree with you. Um, you're you're wrong. Uh, and I would say that Team B, Stockton, Jordan, KD, Dirk, and Shaq, I think that they win this matchup. I think that they win this matchup. Um, especially if we're playing in you know today's NBA. I look at it from a point of oh, and a seven game series. Uh, my heart tells me they win it in six, but you know seven is fine. Seven, I could see a seven game series. 
Um, my argument really centers around the efficiency and the the skill of Team B. Okay, I think when you really look at these matchups in a half court set, you're very limited in Team A with your ability to shoot from the perimeter. All right, I'm not confident in LeBron's outside shooting ability when it matters. Tim Duncan and Olajuwon are their their big bodies from the block to the to the elbow, and Magic's not a shooter. So while they do have great athleticism in a half court set, they're very limited in the things that they can create and do. Whereas you have Team B, which can space the floor magically, magically, because Dirk can pop out and really have Tim Duncan on an island, and you could do some nasty pick and roll stuff. Yeah, Stockton might get his lunch eight if you're in a in a fast break situation with Magic, but I don't think that you'd be able to. I don't think that you would be able to. I I think you could hide him in today's NBA the same way that teams do. The same way teams do with Steph, Kyrie, Steph, hold and on, all hold on, these. Hold on. No, no, People, no, no. They be trying to hide these players, bro. They try to hide them, and Steph then I get, get Steph, Steph does not get hit on. on it. Have you seen the finals, 2016 finals, and then this past year's finals? This past this past year's finals against so Toronto, old. they did the same thing. So old. Pick and roll, switch. Where's Steph? Come here, Steph. Play it I out. Think, I think that the speed on the perimeter, I think the speed on the perimeter is too much with Team B, bro. I think that the spacing, I think that the spacing and the shooting ability on Team B is far superior. Far superior. Stockton was basically a career 40% three-point shooter. You know, Dirk is sick with the Dirk is sick with the turnaround mid-range, as well as Ma- Michael Jordan is damn near a, a walking bucket on anybody who's guarding him. Guaranteed bucket. Guaranteed um, bucket. And I think that Shaq, I think that Shaq is eating everyone's lunch on the on the baseline in his prime. And I know Olajuwon is with the shits. I know he's with the shits. Shaq is Shaq is eating everyone's lunch, and you just gotta foul the hell out of him. That's the only reason why I might go seven games. Okay, so so what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen when you say Stock is a three a career forty percent three point shooter, and he's like what six foot six one six one six one. So so you think that that forty percent is gonna happen when a player who's six nine and just as quick as him puts a hand in his face? No, Doubt I it. think no no no. I think it happens. I think it happens when inevitably Jordan. KD and Dirk take all their men, all their individual matchups to the cup, and then you got to collapse and help. And Stockton's getting free buckets all day. He's getting free buckets all day. Why are you, why are you acting like Tim Duncan and LeBron and, 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 and Kobe can't play defense? I'm not acting like they can't play defense, but shoot, like, you can't hand check, you can't do nothing. KD is eating LeBron's lunch on the perimeter. He's eating his in, lunch. In LeBron's prime? Yes! Yes! KD in his prime against LeBron in his prime. When was was KD in his prime? Let's talk about currently. Currently, I mean currently and still growing. I feel like KD's still probably getting better to me. Currently, when he had his when 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 there was no pressure on him, when he had his, we surrounded by all stars, right? He's about to be surrounded by all stars in this game. What are we talking about? He's surrounded by all stars right now. So then, okay, fine. So so then so then so so then. No so pressure. that's why like LeBron in his time, in his prime, I mean. What about him? I think LeBron in his prime was better than, than KD in his prime. Probably, maybe. maybe. Not maybe. I'm, no, not maybe. I mean, 
I mean, but he's not a better shooter in his prime. LeBron was a better shooter later in his career. I'm just saying, I feel like all of these players, with the exception of Kobe, are head down, we go into the basket. And that's that's too much. That's not enough spacing there. There's not enough spacing. And Kobe's um, not like Kobe's not a lethal three point shooter. He will get buckets, but he's not counter and Mike. And why are we acting like why are we acting like Tim Douglas mid range is not money? I mean, it might be like, money. You, 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 you have to be on the block. He doesn't have to be on the block. It's crowded, bro. It's too crowded down there. There's not enough space. It's not enough space. You can run the you could run the triangle with Team B. Team B could run a nasty triangle. Who's getting Phil Jackson? Who get Phil Jackson? What's up? Um, Mike. What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm talking about coaching. Jackson. I'm talking about coaching, bro. Uh oh, coaching. Uh Mike, we got Mike and Shaq. We get Phil Jackson. Boom. We got spacing on deck. We got the right, triangle. We have, we Your have, triangle will be funny as hell, bro. You don't got enough shooters on the perimeter. Today's game, the triangle doesn't work. I'm sorry. In today's game? In this no. game, in this game today's, it works. In this game, no, it works. It doesn't. It doesn't. You don't have enough shooting. I'm, I'm right. I'm right. Shooting. I'm right. You I'm don't right. have enough shooting I'm today. Right. I'm right. You're not. I have better matchups. I have better matchups. Matchups where? Not in the half court set. It's clogged. There's no space. What do you mean? What do you there's, mean? What do you mean? There's no. You act like you're, you're saying that we can't shoot. My team can shoot. What are you talking? Who, about? who can shoot on your team? Who are your shooters? Kobe. Kobe can't shoot. Yeah. Okay. Kobe got it. Going live. Going Kobe got shot. Kobe can shoot. Okay. Cool. Elijah and Elijah and can't shoot. No. I'm not talking about three pointers. What are you talking about? They shooting jump shots. There's more. There's more things than, than three pointers. They're not shooting mid ranges at a at a, a at a, an efficient enough clip for it to count. G. Tim Duncan is not shooting. The fundamental is not shooting at a high clip. Listen, that's that what you're telling me. Not over Dirk. So so Dirk is not a, a, a defensive stalwart, right? Yeah. So he's, he's yeah. so he so yeah. he made first thing about defense, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, he gonna have his to go plate at the. <laughs> He's going to have us to go play at the arena, okay. and he's going to be like, you know what? They've been out here talking that cash shit. I'm about to give it to this man. We know. We know. Dirk, Dirk, is, is, Dirk, is, Dirk is for the people, bro. It's a perennial defensive player. We know. Okay. It's not even, it's not even, it's not even about Dirk actually having to lock up Tim Duncan, right? I think Tim Duncan is a great player. You know what I'm saying? He's obviously able to shoot a mid-range jumper at a better clip than most, but I think comparatively – Comparatively, the efficiency and the shot creating ability on Team B is far superior because we can space the floor. We can space the floor in a meaningful way. Dirk right. can pull all the way, pull Tim Duncan all the way out there to the three point line, and he's a threat. He's a real threat. Nobody. Okay, I, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. You keep lying on the three point line. I'm going to say this. On my team, I have the best point guard of all time. I have the best small forward of all time. I have the best power forward of all time. Of all time on my team. Three out of five positions, I have the best at. Okay. So what are you telling me? I'm telling you that when you put them all on the court together, they don't create a cohesive offense that would be conducive to beating Team B. I, I disagree. I have, I have the greatest player of all time, any position. Any position. Okay. Any position. Uh-huh. I have probably the most unstoppable offensive force at small forward. Mm. Uh, most unstoppable, okay. offensive unstoppable force versus the, the best small forward. 
like I said, I think it's a wash. He can't stop. Okay, it could be a wash. I'm gonna take Jordan over anybody you got. And Stockton's Stockton's size a, it's, it's is not enough team, of a it's factor. A team, it's a it's, team game. It is. It's not enough. I'm saying it's not enough. I'm saying it's not enough of a factor in the half court set. It's in the half court set. Y'all are like Stockton's sagging off of Magic anyway. He's sagging off of him. Shoot that three, Magic. Shoot it. You don't have to shoot. Shoot that shit. You gonna put him in a hole? No. No, it's it's gonna be too crowded down there. You got Tim Duncan, Olajuwon, and LeBron trying to get to the bucket. G, like they're all gonna be sitting there with no space. You, why are you acting like, why act like these players aren't face. smart? Why are these players aren't smart? Aren't smart right now because you know I'm right. How to, you're smiling because you know I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because right. you I'm smiling because you because you, your, your argument is trash. You're saying no, that not. okay. You're saying that it's okay not. because because they can't shoot threes that 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 that's the reason they lose. No. No, I'm saying because they don't got enough spacing on the court, bro. Basketball is a game of spacing and movement. You know this. You know this. No. It is. I mean, yes, it, it, is. Is. It, it, it is, but it is. You, you're telling me that, okay, so so right now, right? Um, let's say, let's say uh, LeBron. Why are the Warriors so much more effective than any other team? Because they move. Without the basketball, they got spacing. They can create shots from oh, a lot okay, of different, okay, okay, lot of different okay. positions, bro. What, oh. what, this past season, right? Why did oh. why did why did why did LeBron not LeBron? Why, why did Durant get into so much beef with 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 Steph? Because Draymond hurt his feelings earlier in the season. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. Um, did you listen to the interview with Which Draymond? All the, all the smoke. Oh, all the smoke. smoke. I didn't hear it. No. So Jamon said that wait, wait, wait. I heard the part. I heard the part where he was mad at KD because he would have been like, "Yo, if this gonna be your last season, just come out and tell me it's your last season. Like, don't be a little bitch." Now he's talking. He was talking to stuff like, "Pass me the fucking ball," and they, they like they felt like the ball wasn't moving as much with um when KD had the ball, right? Okay. okay. So so KD can can be a black hole. Dog, you think that's gonna happen with Mike on the court? Stop it! You sound crazy. What, what do you mean? Michael Jordan is going to look at that man and be like, I will eat your soul if you don't pass me this rock. And KD will be like, all right, you got it, Mike. Mike is the alpha on that team. KD could be the alpha on the Warriors because all them niggas soft. Mike is the alpha on on the B team. And it goes through the GOAT. The show goes through the GOAT. And Shaq is catching everything off the glass. And breaking the damn backboard, we gonna be wait up minute, by fifteen. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is, is, is he? Is he? Is he really? Yes, is he really? Yes. Yes. Prime Shaq. Prime Shaq. Prime Shaq is running the break with Stockton, and they eating. We, we saw. How, we, we, we saw how this matchup with with Olajuwon and and, and Shaq went before. Olajuwon was food. I mean, uh, Shaq was food. He wasn't in his prime. Four four zero out of here. He wasn't in his prime. 4-0 out of here. He wasn't in it his prime. Yes, it does. Here. That's exactly 4-0. the whole thing of this question. 4-0 out of here. In all in their prime, he was not in his prime. And Shaq and Elijah wasn't in his prime Stop either. It. And Elijah wasn't in his prime Stop either. Elijah was older at Stop that time. They put, put a young, Stop put a young, put a young Elijah in front of a uh, in front of a prime Shaq. Elijah eats his food. Stop it. Elijah eats his food. B takes your lunch money, bro, and we all eat right. the, we. Rectangle pizza, bro. Well, well let us. We eating rectangle let us, pizza. Let us know who you think will win, Team A or Team B. Most likely, they're gonna say Team A, but whatever. They're not. They're not. If it's your, if it's your fan, if it's your fans, they're gonna just 
blindly go with this foolishness. I'm putting it up though. I kind of wish I wish you could put a post up for like like a poll up for more than just 24 hours, G. Oh yeah. Oh we. I'm I mean, you, you can't on you can't on Twitter. Oh yeah, good call. Ooh yeah, Twitter could go crazy. We don't have a podcast Twitter page, do we? I'll just no, put it on the joint. We gotta put it on Facebook too. We can put it on Facebook too. Okay. I'm gonna do it on all these all these joints because this is absurd. This is absurd. Right. Tune to, all right, just stay anything, bro. So to close out this today's today's episode, we're gonna do our uh, AVM section. Uh, you want to go first this week, or should I go first? Uh, I'll rock first this week. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so as always, we have our audio, visual, and mental recommendations for the week. Uh, so let's start with my audio. So last last week, I don't know if you're aware, but it was like TDE Fan Appreciation Week. Did you hear about this? Basically, every single day they dropped a track. So in, in a different TDE artist, I think except Kendrick. I don't think Kendrick dropped a track. Um, but they all were dropping either like a freestyle or some sort of reference track or something. Uh, just giving fans appreci- fan appreciation. And by the end of the week, uh, one of their newer artists, Reason, dropped a single that's going to be off of his new album called Might Not Make It. It also came with a pretty fire lyric video, and that is my audio recommendation for the week. It's Might Not Make It by Reason. Um, I played a little snippet for you last night, so it's, it's yeah. pretty outlandish. It's sounding really good. Yeah, like it's the, the lyric. The lyrics are oof. Yeah, he says some. He says some crazy stuff. Like, and I only played like thirty seconds for you, but um, it's it's almost like he he was playing around with this idea of like if this was his last twenty four hours on Earth, what's the most outlandish stuff that he would do? Um, but it's heat, like lyrically, production wise, and I think he's about to come with a crazy album, no different from how um you know Isaiah Rashad came on the scene with. The Sun's tirade for his first album on that on that label. Um, okay, I had a harsh realization yesterday, dog, because you know when we were talking, I didn't think I had a video yet, mm-hmm. and I and I got on um on Netflix, and I was just like, man, let me like watch a documentary, and I'm gonna recommend a documentary for the people or something like that, bro. I sat up all night watching Married at First Sight on Netflix, bro. Have you ever seen a have you ever seen a grown man giggle? Like I'm not talking about laugh, bro. Like I be sitting here watching these whole ass romantic folks giggling. It's bad. It's bad. And I need to get out the house because I think it's like season 9 that they got on Netflix right now. And you know the whole premise of the show, right? Yeah. Like I be sitting there like really like, "Oh, love." It's bad, dog. It's bad. But I think this is gonna be my last week that I I uh, recommend some romance related shit. Like I gotta get back, I gotta get back to my thug life because it's not a good look out here from any streets. Um, but yeah, Married in First Sight is on Netflix right now, and the shit's so good. The shit's so good. Have, did you watch it? Have you watched it? Uh, I whenever my girlfriend watches it, uh, I'm. I catch an episode here or there. I think current episode. I think this is the second season in a row where they have they've had a guy from Nigeria on there, just giving us a bad name, yo. What you mean? Why? 
Fam, you know, like, well, I'm not going to say just us. I guess you do anything to get to America, but these ladies, yo. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Married at first sight. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking about, sorry, I'm thinking about 90 Day Fiance. I'm thinking 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, yeah, 90 Day Fiance is definitely giving y'all a bad name. Yeah. But uh, sure. Married at First Sight, this, that, this past season was in D.C. I watched that, too. Um, okay. I'm, I'm watching the one in Charlotte right now. The one I'm watching is in Charlotte. Yeah, that, that, that season. This season, the season just finished up this season was, it was wild, yo. In D.C.? Uh, I, I want to say that none of the people, none of those, none of those people are really from, like, from D.C., especially the black people. They're not really from D.C. I don't know where they're from, but it ain't DC. They're probably from PG. Nah, not even PG. They're definitely from PG. Were they acting up? Were they wilding? Yeah, they're from PG. Yep, easy, 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 easy. You know the uh, what's the reverend's name? The black reverend? Uh, Pastor Cal. Yeah, he wanted to put hands on one of those dudes. Oh yeah, they're from PG. Easy, it's easy, bro. It's easy. Like man, I'm not. I'm not. And, and when you sent me that documentary about PG basketball players, oh. I definitely didn't even open it. That's uh. <laughs> your favorite player, one of your favorite players on your team is from PG, so from Team B, so that's cool. He's not one of my favorite players in real life. I'm just saying he would. I'm just saying he's on the squad with the goat. What, so. what you say? What you say? The most unstoppable small forward of all time? Yeah. yeah. I did not Conner. say that. I said, <laughs> okay. Run the tape. Run the tape. <laughs> oh, we got the receipts. We got the receipts. <laughs> oh, whatever. You can have that. Whatever. Peach, the nigga's soft. Anyway, married at first sight on Netflix. <laughs> um, okay, for my mental, this is a book that I... um. Have I done this one before? I hope not. We're just going for it anyway. Um, it's called But What If We're Wrong by Chuck Klosterman. Dude, have I done this one? Is that one of my AVMs before, dog? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. We talk about a lot of books. We talk uh, about a lot of books. I can't remember. Well, fuck it. If you, if you did, you just remind them that you, of a book they should have read. I really like this fucking book. So, yeah, shit. Um, okay, so yeah, the book is called But What If We're Wrong by Chuck Klosterman. Uh, I really enjoy it because it's, you know, and I think you would enjoy it as well, right? We're both pretty deep thinkers about things that probably shouldn't be thought about so deeply, as well as things that, you know, probably should be. Um, and so the whole kind of idea of the book is that you're thinking about the present as if it were 200 years from now. Um, so, you know, a, a very common way to think about it is, you know, if you think back to like classical music, you know, hundreds of years ago, you would describe everything as just like Mozart or Beethoven, right? How you have like tens of hundreds of artists that were creating music in this time period. And, you know, people alive then would be like, oh, I like this artist or I like this artist, blah, blah, blah. But somehow as the years goes on, things get diluted to almost be recognizable by one individual artist, scientist, um, politician, so on and so forth. And so it kind of poses a lot of really interesting questions and gives like a lot of really like interesting thoughts about like, you know, who would be the greatest rock and roll artist of all, like who would be the one, not the greatest, but who would be the rock and roll artist that, you know, 100, 200 years from now would be the one person to define the genre. 
And it does that for a variety of different topics and, you know, segments. Uh, and I find it really fascinating. Um, so uh, the book is called But What If We're Wrong by Chuck Klosterman. And I'm a pretty big fan. So that mm-hmm. rounds out my DM for the week. All right. Definitely check those out. Well, not I married for sight. I already watched those, but the book for sure. Um, so this week, my audio, Riding the Wave. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, I've been listening, like I said, I've been listening to a lot of Griselda, Griselda lately. So, uh, this week, I, uh, recommending, uh, for my audio, a West Side Gun album or mixtape called Hitler Wears Her- uh, Hermes 7. Uh, so with that said, there's also six prior to that. So one through. I'm about through. to say, like, is this the seventh <laughs> album or is this like yeah, the Hermes no. Sevens, like Jordans nah, or something? This like is, nah, it's just, this is seventh album. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I've mentioned this in the prior podcast, but in my opinion, I think that um, the outside that within the group, I think that Benny the Butcher is the best rapper in the group, and then. Conway followed by Westside Gun, but Westside Gun is quickly rising up the the rank and closing the, the gap between him and Conway, in my opinion. Um, but the title, uh, a lot of people don't like the title because it's like a play on uh, Devil Wears Prada. So Hitler wears Hermes. Um, I, I seven of them, so shoot, like it, yeah. they don't hate it that much. Yeah, at this point. Um, uh, a couple of standout tracks to me. Uh, my favorite, of course, is always going to be when they all three of them get on the track. So he has a song called Cool G. I think it's cool. Um, he also has like a lot of, I think I mentioned this on this uh, last album that just came out, the um, Pray for Paris. He also he, he always has like a lot of wrestling skits because he's a big fan of wrestling. Um, he has a song called Undertaker versus Goldberg featuring oh. Conway. That I think is super dope. Um, so if you have a chance, go ahead and Check that out. Um, Hitler was from S7. And would you my, run? To, would you run to this album? Uh, yeah, I actually ran into it um, towards the end of my run today. After after I tossed Drake out the window, out, out the purview. <laughs> after you said Drake's a wash. So for my visual, uh, I want to say last maybe two weeks ago. Um, TV show came out, Netflix original, called Waco, um, about, it's basically, uh, based on the book, uh, I forget which survivor of the Waco siege wrote a book and it turned into a, a, a show on Netflix. Um, I don't want to, well, I don't know who's listening, how old you are, but I remember not vividly, but I, I, I remember, you know, the Waco siege, I was like 12, 11 or 12 years old when it happened. Um, so basically it's a show about, um, a, like a religious sect. Um, uh, what are they called? The, the Davidians. Um, they mm-hmm. had a ruler, his, uh, not ruler, like a leader. His name was, uh, David Koresh. And he, uh, his followers basically believed that he was the second coming of Christ. And, uh, they lived in, he lived in 
uh, part of Texas that was like 13 miles from from Waco and uh, Axtell, Texas. And uh, basically, they all lived in this compound community and uh, all the men there had to be celibate. <laughs> and even if, even if you're married, so like basically that makes you pure. And he he himself, like he took on the burden of fathering the children. Wow. So I know, I know. Took one for the team. But so I bet he didn't. Said, I bet he didn't have twenty thousand of them though. No, nah, he didn't. Not at all. So uh, basically, it talks about how um, the the ATF. After on the hills of Ruby Ridge, they didn't have like a good track record with the public, um, and they it looked like a good like publicity um, piece where they could like take down a supposed bad guy, and they found out that he was that the community was stockpiling weapons, and they said that um, they were doing some polygamy, so they said, "Hey, there were children in danger, so we want to take this down, take them down." So they tried to basically serve this search warrant and um they end up shooting him even though he wasn't he didn't pose a threat and then in response they open fire and kill like a bunch of ATF agents and then oh, it, was like a, it was like a huge standoff it lasted like it lasted uh I haven't watched the whole show but I remember it lasting like weeks the standoff holy shit and then they, they basically some people would let um, I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but they basically just bombarded the compound and basically killed a bunch of people. Um, Jesus, it's 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 wild. Um, is it a mini series on Netflix, or it's like yeah, I think like like seven or eight shows. Okay, yeah. So it's all, I think it's just one, just the one season because you know. I mean, yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert! You know how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So if you want, it, check it out. Um, I think it's it in a way where like. They don't, they don't they don't vilify David Koresh, but they don't make him like a saint either. So mm-hmm. you you kind of see both sides of of what happened. Um, so that's my visual for this week. Um, Waco. So for my for my mental, um, I'm recommending a book called The Residue Years by Mitchell Jackson. Um, this book is by a Portland native. I met him. Actually, I was living in Portland at his book signing, and it's an autobiography about how you know he used when he was living in Portland, he you know grew up in single single parent household, and he ended up like going I think playing basketball for Portland State University. He was really good at it, and um, he also while he was in school. He also sold drugs, and it, it talks about like how his his family, um, his mom, ends up becoming like strung out on drugs as well, and he ends up trying to leave you know the the drug game behind because he's excelling in school and his his teachers or professors think he has a lot of promise, and so he 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 comes to this point where he has to make a decision. Should I continue selling drugs and making this money? Because he's actually making a lot of money, and or can like pursue my education and try to get my mom off drugs. And he decided to go the latter route, and 
as he's making that decision, he ends up getting caught, like arrested. And like he does like a a long time in jail. But now like he he gets out and turns his life around. And now he's I think he's a either an assistant or associate professor um at NYU. So um it's a really interesting story. Yeah. Um just about circumstance and and how, you know, making the wrong decisions can lead you down the wrong path when you have like so much promise. Yeah. And check it out. It's a good autobiography. Good stuff, dog. Definitely. Uh, you still got the book. You still got the uh, signed book uh, at the crib. Yeah, it's right here. The residue years. Yeah. Oh, that look long. What's that like? Four hundred, five hundred pages? Uh, no, it's uh three forty. How big is the See? font? Season. Yeah, he signed it. Oh yeah, he, he signed, signed it. it. Signed it. He put like. Oh, and he wrote your name too. Yep. Uh, how big are the words? Let me see how big the words are. Day, congratulations on a PhD. Uh, your read is my gift. Maybe thanks. Uh, the font isn't too. too I, need, I, need, too big. I need big letters, G. 300, 300, 400 pages. We getting in Harry Potter territory, bro. <laughs> That's not too bad. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna see if I can uh, get it off uh, from the library. Yeah. Or we'll just send books back and forth again. I still gotta read the Portland Black Panthers too. Oh yeah, true. I got, I got, I got. That, and that one's long. My list is so, my list is so freaking long of books, man. I gotta get, I gotta get cracking. But. Once I get cracking, I will have more recommendations for y'all. Um, and so now that we've left you guys with some stuff to check out, until next week, it's time to wrap up the show, dog. Um, so as always, first and foremost, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate all the feedback, all the commentary, all the kind words and criticisms, man. It's been great so far. You can always stay connected with us by email. At summer16podcast at gmail.com. That's where we field a lot of our listener questions, viewer mail. So if you guys, you know, have any other waxing hypothetical questions, have any other lists that you want us to tackle, or just any general things that you want to talk about with us on the show, man, that's the place to do it. You can also find us on our show's Instagram, summer16pod as well as our Facebook page, Summer 16 Podcast. As always, these links are going to be in the description. And of course, if you guys enjoyed the content and want to continue to help us grow and provide better shows, you know, you can always feel free to donate a little something-something to our cash app, dollar sign Summer 16 Pod. Anything helps, and we are always appreciative of the support. And so, you know, until next time, that's all whole lot of gang shit peace everybody stay safe and stay inside